Listen to WGN Radio's newest podcast, Behind the Badge, Illinois, hosted by David Hochberg. Behind the Badge, Illinois, views current events through the eyes of Illinois law enforcement leaders. Tune in. Visit WGNRadio.com slash Behind the Badge. Sixty years ago, February 9th fell on a Sunday, didn't it, Dean? I remember exactly uh, where I was, what we were doing. Uh, The whole house stopped. We sat in front of our black and white television set and watched the Ed Sullivan Show because this group that everyone had been talking about, the Beatles, were going to be performing for the uh, very first time. And uh, this is what it sounded like. Ladies and gentlemen... The Beatles! Dean, the, the story goes that uh, Ed Sullivan saw the commotion surrounding the Beatles when he was in the UK, and uh, I guess it was at an airport or something over there, and then he decided, we better book these boys. We better get these lads over here right away, and, um, you know, the the coverage, I, I wasn't aware of it at the time, I, you know, I was just a little kid. But uh, the pandemonium that took place in New York City uh, prior to this particular broadcast and the screaming uh, that took place uh, in the studio while they were uh, singing their songs uh, was, you know, fever pitch and, you know, Beatle mm-hmm. Beatlemania was up and running uh, within... Uh, you know, if that took place on a Sunday night, I was at the F.W. Woolworth store the next day uh, <laughs> with my dollar buying my Beatles wig uh, <laughs> and standing in front of the mirror pretending that I was John Lennon, you know, playing the 45 record and, you know, lip syncing along with the record. That was my introduction to show business. Oh, yeah, well, all of a sudden, everybody wanted to be in a group. That's for sure. Yeah. And uh, before that. Uh, basically, you had the uh, you had the solo stars, the male and right. female singers uh, and teen idols on the charts. Yeah, I, interestingly, I saw a clip of the old Ed Sullivan show that was just like maybe six months before the Beatles appeared, and their big headline performer was Bobby Fitton. Just to give you <laughs> you know an idea, right. yeah. nothing yeah. against Bobby Fitton, but <laughs> just to give you an idea of how music completely turned upside down uh, yeah. once the uh, the Beatles were uh, on that show. I remember being mesmerized by what I was listening to. I remember my dad uh, complaining like about their hair, of why do they have that crazy long hair, which really it was not that long. No. <laughs> if you go back and look at the 1964 haircuts that they had, but you know they didn't have the, the crew cuts like uh, all the rest of us were sporting back then. Uh, you know, but that subversive sound, and that's not music, that's just screaming. And you know, the most, which made it all the more attractive to us, I guess, right? 
Uh, of course. I mean, uh, kind of uh, rock and roll defined by the music that your parents don't want you to listen to. Uh, there was a, a listening party for Kanye West, and people paid a lot of money for this, didn't they? Yeah, pretty different from uh, what happened 60 years ago. Uh, Kanye West uh, was is scheduled to put out his uh, new album that's called Vultures. It was supposed to come out at midnight this morning, and it, it still has not been released yet. I don't know what the delay is. But they did have that listening party uh, at the United Center where people paid up to $1,000 to get in to listen to uh, uh, soundtracks and, in some cases, some live performances of songs from Kanye West's new album. Uh, This was an interesting choice. Uh, One of the songs uh, uses as its uh, backbeat a Backstreet Boys song called Everybody. Listen to this. So that's, you know, that's what... Backstreet Boyish. It's super Backstreet Boyish, something I would not expect from Kanye West. But, uh, yeah, it was about an hour-long event. Uh, Kanye West performed his 10-year-old daughter, North West, uh, performed. She did a song rapping with her dad uh, during the show. And uh, for the, the for those of you that paid a thousand bucks to go see the show, please contact me today. I have some land I would like to sell you. Uh, I have some fantastic investment opportunities I would like to discuss with you in depth today, if possible. <laughs> yeah, Dean's trying to sell you uh, an old Chicago amusement park. Right, <laughs> right. I've got some. I've got some uh, souvenirs from the old Riverview amusement park. I'd like to sell you, Dean. What are we going to see Sunday besides? Besides a football game. Well, you've got uh, Usher, who is going to be doing the uh, halftime show this year. By the way, they've just added an additional Usher concert. He had two concerts scheduled for the end of October here in uh, Chicago. New album that's coming out and this concert tour. Yesterday, they added a third concert date, which is on uh, Halloween. And general ticket sales will go on sale uh, Monday for that. But uh, the other entertainment, I guess you could say, that we're going to get on Sunday will include Reba McIntyre, who is doing the Star Spangled Banner. Uh, So I think that's going to be pretty great. We also have um, part of the Super Bowl entertainment this year, Post Malone, who is going to be singing America the Beautiful. That's the guy whose face is all uh, tattooed up. And it's kind of, I I wouldn't exactly call him a hip-hop artist, but interesting that he's going to be doing America the uh, Beautiful. And the uh, beautiful, beautiful uh, R&B and jazz singer Andre Day is going to be doing the Black National Anthem, Lift Every Voice and Sing. That's been part of uh, the Super Bowl pregame for, I don't know, three, five years now, something like that. So uh, lots of good uh, pre-entertainment. The Usher halftime show uh, should be uh, pretty amazing. We'll recap it all, uh, of course, on Monday morning. And if you want to get out of the house, what's there to do? Lots to do. How about Rod Stewart, who's in the uh, Chicago area this weekend? He's out at the 
Hard Rock Casino in Gary uh, tomorrow night. We've got uh, Ronnie Baker Brooks, the blues legend at the Space in Evanston, and the University of Chicago Folk Festival in uh, Hyde Park uh, going on through Saturday. On stage this weekend, we've got Lin-Manuel Miranda's In the Heights. That's out at the Marriott Theater in Lincolnshire. That's going to be playing there until March 17th. There is uh, this uh, Golden Girls spoof show that just opened uh, that's called Golden Girls Live, The Laps Continue. It's not recreation of old Golden Girls episodes, but it's original uh, material that spoofs the show with these four actors who play the uh, Golden Girls. And uh, that's going to be over at the Broadway Playhouse at Water Tower until February 25th. And ticket sales have been so brisk on this, they've already decided to bring them back uh, in May. So you can go to broadwayinchicago.com if you want to get some uh, info on that. Also, I should mention the Chicago Theater Week is underway right now, which uh, means that theaters all over the Chicago area are offering uh, discount ticket prices on their uh, productions that they're doing. So if you're interested, this is a great time to go see some live theater and uh, save a few bucks at the same time. Go to chicagotheaterweek.com to uh, get info on that. For some laughs this weekend, Kevin Nealon from formerly of SNL's at the Comedy Vault in Batavia through Saturday. Jeremy Piven, who is not really known for doing stand-up comedy. He's an Emmy Award winner, but um, he's been doing stand-up comedy lately. He's out at the Improv in Schaumburg uh, through Saturday night. Of course, we've got the Chicago Auto Show that's going on through February 19th at McCormick Place. And I wanted to mention uh, an event that's taking place both at the Arcata Theater and the Displeans Theater. It's called Mongo Bowl. It is a fundraiser to uh, help Steve McMichael's family pay for his medical expenses. The newly announced Pro Football Hall of Famer, uh, Steve McMichael. Uh, the event is going to begin at 11 o'clock in the morning on Sunday at the Arcata Theater in St. Charles and the Displains Theater. Uh, they will be showing the 1985 Super Bowl at 1 o'clock, and then that will go right into this year's uh, Super Bowl. All the benefits will go to uh, Steve McMichael's family to help pay for his medical expenses. So a terrific cause. Also, an event uh, where I will be tonight, it's called the World of Chocolate that's put on by the AIDS Foundation of Chicago. It's at uh, Union Station, and you just walk around from station to station inside, uh, and you uh, kind of uh, graze on all these fantastic uh, chocolate edibles that uh, have been made by some of the best chefs in Chicago and all the proceeds for that go to the uh, AIDS Foundation of Chicago. I've also got one uh, new movie that's opening this weekend that is, it's, uh, it's good, it's not great. It's called Lisa Frankenstein. It's uh, kind of a spoof of the, you know, the original Frankenstein concept uh, from, uh, uh, you know, from back in the day, from the 1930s. In this one, a goth teenager who likes to hang out in cemeteries, who doesn't, uh, accidentally (laughs) revives a corpse from the Victorian era during a lightning storm. 
and uh, she builds a relationship with this, uh, you know, half dead uh, guy uh, and tries to, you know, make him a better person. It's written by Diablo Cody, who was nominated for an Academy Award. I think actually she won an Academy Award for writing the screenplay for Juno. So it's got there. It is a little bit funny. And I got to say, it's a kind of clever way of taking on the, you know, reanimating the, uh, you know, Frankenstein myth. Uh, it doesn't really work as a love story. It never really comes together that way. I think it's 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 not a bad movie. It's but it's not a great movie. It's okay, and uh, I wound up giving that one a Dean's List C. After tonight, Dean, uh, you'll probably still be in a sugar coma on oh, the radio yeah. here Sunday morning. You know what? Though they have, uh, you know, they have all these great like candy, chocolate, different kinds of candies, but they also work chocolate into lots of other different savory recipes. And it's so interesting to me the creativity of these chefs, how they incorporate chocolate into so many different things. You know, and if you twist my arm and I'm forced to eat chocolate from <laughs> six until nine o'clock to night at Union uh, Station. Uh, you can uh, still attend. Tickets are available at agechicago.org. All right. Well, on Sunday, you can right. uh, give us some chocolate recipes for Super Bowl parties. Yeah. No, yeah, I'll be in a chocolate coma, as you said. So, <laughs> I mean, Have I fun. I'm already thinking about calling in right now. So <laughs> you we'll might see. as well. Right. <laughs> Talk to you here Monday. Have a good weekend.